Hariyom, and welcome to Live Vedanta, Parenting Culture, a podcast series that explores how we can apply Vedanta, the science of happiness, towards all our relationships. This podcast is for all caregivers who want to nurture relationships. So this applies to all parents, parents-to-be, teachers, uncles and aunts, and grandparents. The content for the upcoming episodes are from the weekly parenting culture community, and specifically the discourses by Sri Vivek Gupta, the spiritual guide of Chinmay Mission Niagara. If you've discovered this podcast independently, please check out the show notes for details on how to join this virtual community of caregivers. It's now time to listen and learn. What are familiar sounds of being in Bharat? Crows and honking. <laughs> You'll hear lots of that right now. <laughs> the doors are closed, but I consciously opened them so I can really immerse myself <laughs> in being in Bharat. <laughs> We've all heard before, we all share with each other. As you think, so you develop. Yes? Now, for all of those who are in college or recently working, all you think about is college. All you think about is work. And so all you develop into is a machine, a machine that studies, a machine that performs. For all those who are caregivers, our parents, all you think about is your kids. You rarely have an opportunity to talk to an adult. And even when you do, you're talking about <laughs> kids. So what do you turn into? A machine. A machine that looks after the functionality of this person and that person. We are not machines. And this is the reason why our maps teach us as you associate, so you think, so you develop. We're quick to share as you think, so you develop. However, what forms your thinking? It is your association. And this is the reason for seeking culture, parenting culture to have the culture to associate with those who know their purpose is not to be a machine, whose purpose is not just college, work, family. To help us feel this more deeply, everyone relax your body, enjoy breathing, close your eyes, and appreciate what you have. Appreciate the opportunities to associate, to think, to develop that you have. If 
continuing to appreciate what you have, accentuate this by offering your compassion and empathy to all those who have been lost and will continue to be lost in Syria, in Turkey. Sarve bhavantu sukhina. May all, without exception, be joyous. Stretch, inhale, open your eyes. The tenth value that Prince Arjuna is explained by Sri Krishna, the one that we are opening up in our space, is vairagya. Vairagya means contentment. How many of you have a family member, or I should make that plural, family members who question what you do with self-development, with Chinmaya Mission, and so on? Okay, let me... Is there anyone whose family, family members don't question them? Can you put your hand up that they don't question you? Okay. I am lots. I'm particularly living with them right now. <laughs> Yesterday, I was facilitating a workshop on silence, the first Sunday of the month. And afterwards, I was having lunch with one of my family members. <laughs> and he was sharing. Why do you always fake laugh when you're teaching? <laughs> you know, like in the TV shows where they say, okay, now everyone should clap and, and so on and so forth. So he was like, why do you do that in your class? <laughs> and it made me think that I don't feel I do that. I feel I'm genuinely funny. <laughs> but now connecting this to, to Vairagya or contentment, <clears throat> Vivek learned quickly in his life to not try to be validated by those who are invalid. And maybe that's too harsh of a term, so let me change it to to not be validated by those who need to be validated. That's a cycle, that's a trap towards insecurity. Contentment can be felt when we label less. That helps us to have less lights. That helps us to have less limits. What is a significant limit in our lives? Where we're living to be liked. And that's why I was explaining to my family member who doesn't agree with me that I don't laugh to be liked. I laugh because I like myself. I love myself. And that's not a narcissistic perspective. That's a very practical perspective. You can't like yourself. How can you like anyone else? Less labels, less likes, less limits one feels more liberated then. 
we have these grand notions of what liberation is. But I want you to zoom into this in the most practical way. If you are happy for every moment, that's equivalent to being happy forever, correct? If one experiences liberation with a relationship, liberation today, and that continues, that is liberation then. In our practice, label less. The 11th value, anahankara. Anahankara in English is surrender. Those who live lifestyles that are busy, they forget all who have supported them. The more busy you are, the more forgetful you are of those who have supported you. So naturally, what do you start to feel? You are the doer. You are the deserver. But those who slow down, they step back and they're able to see more. They remember that there are countless factors who have supported them, are supporting them, will support them. For all of our younger seekers, I explained to you about the Panchamahayagya, that nature's forces, nature's beings, society, family, and our guides are dedicated to us. And if we remember that, we sacrifice for them. By remembering all of the support in your life, what you are surrendering is the sense of separation. One who feels they're the doer, they feel they're the deserver, they've separated themselves from the whole. But by remembering, you're surrendering that separation. Have you all experienced looking in the mirror and seeing yourself but being frightened? I don't mean on a regular basis, but, you know, you, you're moving and then you see a figure, but it's just your own reflection. Yes, that's happened to you. I don't see a lot of support, so Vivek hallucinates <laughs> on, on the basis of seeing a mirror. Now you're all nodding. What kind of class is this? <laughs> but as soon as you know that's you, you laugh then, correct? I was afraid of myself, but now that you've surrendered that separation, so you laugh. That's you. This is how we can practice surrender by remembering. And the trajectory of seeking culture, parenting culture, really all that we do in our community. Please try to keep this trajectory in your, in your radar. Before we became seekers, life was all, all about me. You know, you, you, me, me. Now, as we're becoming seekers, becoming more steady, becoming more sincere, living is not about me, it's about we. We as a family, we as a community. But that's only half the journey. 
the evolution of this is she. And I'm going to pause here. Can you all hear me and see me clearly? Okay. You're all freezing. So someone please share in the chat on a somewhat regular basis that all is clear. She. She meaning divinity is the one that is supporting us. And the fulfillment of that is be. Be joy. This is surrendering more and more separation from me to we to she to be. We continue now with new values. The twelfth value. Please visualize that Sri Krishna is sharing this with Prince Arjuna as someone who's experiencing sad, which means stress, anxiety, and dejection. Sri Krishna is sharing this with him on how to come out, how to be confident. Number 12 is Anudarshana. Anudarshana in English means reflectiveness. Reflectiveness. I've shared with all of you many, many, many times, and now I'm sharing it again. The most important quality of a seeker is reflectiveness. To be self-reflective. Now, with this particular value, Sri Krishna is sharing a context on what to reflect on, and that is the nature of this body. This body will go through, has gone through many already, and is continuing to go through six changes. Here's what they are. Put your hand up if this has happened to you. Number one, asti, which means existence. <laughs> you existed in a womb. That's the greater notion, asti. Hands up if you've experienced this. Okay. Next is jayate, which means to be born from an inner world to an outer world. Jayate. Those who don't have their hands up, who knows where you are right now? <laughs> Number three is vardhate, which means growing, growing, going through puberty, becoming taller, and so on. Number four, viparinamate. Viparinamate means maturity, which is you stop growing. You've reached that age where you stop growing taller. Your body is not naturally growing as much. For those in, who are marginally older, your hand up is for this too. Then, apakshiyate. Apakshiyate is disease and decay. So here we may have less hands up, but if this was Vanaprastha culture, <laughs> many more hands would be up. Apakshiyate, and the fa final is vinashati, which is death. 
Everyone caught those? Existence, birth, growth, maturity. That's like the end of growth. And you come down this bell curve. Decay and death. Does anyone resist this observation? If one ignores this truth, then how do they feel about these changes? Fear. This is the truth. If you ignore this truth, as your body changes, what do you experience? Fear. As you observe this change in another person's body, your sibling, your parent, your significant other, what do you experience? Fear. But for the one who's reflective, they're reflecting on this truth, then what is their connection to fear? Sorry, their connection to change? They adapt. They adapt. The one who ignores these changes fear. The one who reflects on these changes adapts. Now, a lot of you have been in a lot of relationship workshops with me. The most important quality for oneself is to be reflective. The most important quality that I should have to be in a relationship, me and another, is to adapt. Now, where did that adaptation come from? from being self-reflective. This is what we do in seeking culture, parenting culture. Now, I'm going to zoom into this more. If you reflect on all of the relationships in your life, sibling, parent, significant other, etc., all of these relationships were created in time. Our relationship was created in time. Some of you I met between 2005 and 2010, others 2010 and 2015, others maybe I'm meeting for the first time. All of our relationships were created in time, which means time keeps moving, our relationships will change. Our relationships will change if you ignore that your relationships will change, then the way you live is attachment. You feel that that person's body will go on forever, so your relationship will go on forever. So you attach yourself to that. But for those who are reflecting again on relationships are created in time, they will change in time, Instead of being attached, you practice appreciation. You appreciate that you have this relationship. And even when that relationship changes, you appreciate that you had this relationship. I remember being at the ashram, and it was Puja Swami Chinmayananda's Mahasamadhi Aradhana, a day to remember the day his body died. And Puja Swami Tejumayananda openly shared, I miss him so much 
but I know that he's still with me. Now, isn't that he appreciated his relationship and still appreciates it? And just like we did at the beginning of today's space, when we appreciate what we have, we feel happier. And we help those who we appreciate to be happier too. I appreciate my opportunity to be able to be with all of you. So that makes me happy. Now, if I appreciate our relationship, I should try to facilitate the same happiness I feel for you. Does that work for everyone? Anudarshana, reflective. Reflect so that you don't drift into attachment and rather you nurture appreciation. One more value. This is the 13th. Share with me in the chat, how many values are we exploring this year? The right answer is so many, Vivek. You just keep going on and on. This is not my original content. <laughs> this is Sri Krishna teaching Prince Arjuna. Am I going to change that? <laughs> Number 13 is Asakti. Asakti. The translation is not sucky. <laughs> Asakti means don't suck. <laughs> but more fully, it means independence, independence. By show of hands, how many of you are happy right now? Share with me in the chat why you're happy. You're happy because you hear the crows, yes? So today is class 17. So the first 16 classes, you were unhappy. Now in the 17th class, you're happy. <laughs> you're happy the kids are asleep. They're going to wake up soon, yes? <laughs> See, whatever you're going to write in the chat, that came into your life. That's going to leave your life, correct? So independence is when you are happy for no reason. If you are happy for a reason, you are dependent, dependent on that reason. If you're happy for no reason, then that's your nature. What I'm struggling with here in Delhi is that all of the places that serve coffee open up at 10. <laughs> so my father's working hard. He's making me this awful black tea concoction. <laughs> So what is the nature of black tea? Awfulness. That's the nature of, of black tea. That's why people put so much stuff in it. <laughs> but the nature of this black tea is not going to change. Like the nature of sugar is not going to change. Whenever we describe nature, it's intrinsic. It's inherent. There's no reason for that nature. It was built like that. When we live by dependence, and for some of us, we think we don't live by dependence. Here's how it feels like you're living, you're relating to get. What do I get from my college? What do I get from my workplace? What do I get from my siblings and cousins and so on? 
Now I'm going to make this more acute. When we try to get from an article, for one who's not reflective, one becomes addicted. Addicted to Netflix, addicted to HBO Max, addicted to whatever. When one is not reflective and they're trying to get from a being, we tend not to be addicted to beings, we're attached to them. And when we try to get from a circumstance, like being on a vacation, even a yatra, then what happens is we become apathetic. How excited people are at the airport at the beginning of a vacation and how sad people are at the airport at the end of a vacation. Did you think that vacation was going to go on forever? See how that apathy presents itself. So these are three dangerous A's, addiction, attachment, apathy. I'm, I'm opening that, this up more. If we just focus on our relationships, when you depend on a being, which means you're trying to get from them, which means you're attached to them, then you don't love them. You do not love them soft books that say you're worth it and you do love all of these people say yeah fine but here Sri krishna doesn't want goodness for prince arjuna he wants godliness for him attachment is not love when one lives by attachment they're really living in a very functional way you do this for me i'll do this for you Love is living in a fundamental way. And so my final thought before we move into our dynamics, how does one nurture independence? I've shared many already. How is sadhana? Sadhana means investing in yourself. Sadhana means loving yourself. Fundamental self-love is through sadhana. And the more sadhana you engage in self-love, the more dharma you can engage in, which means the more responsible you can be, you become a giver rather than a getter. Sadhana facilitates dharma. You're one who helps others with their responsibilities. Another way to understand dharma is rightness. It is the right actions with the right attitudes. And if you're clear about this, you will encourage the right actions with the right attitudes without being emotional. So let me wrap this up one more time. One who lives by dependence, that's the sucky way. Remember I told you? <laughs> it's your living to get. As long as you live to get, you become addicted, attached, apathetic, particularly with beings. That is not love. It is only a functional relationship. How does one 
not be sucky. How does one become independent? Sadhana. Love your mind more. Love your intellect even more. Love your spirit the most. Then, as you go about living, you will live in a dharmic way, which means to give, to orient rightness, and you will do this without being emotional. Growing up, my favorite television show, shows that came on TV, don't judge me for this, was The Simpsons. <laughs> Here I'm teaching about sattva and I'm saying my favorite show is The Simpsons. It's to learn not to be like The Simpsons. This is why I watched it. <laughs> and my favorite streaming show, Sheila introduced this to me, The Walking Dead. <laughs> And what I've been very fond of in terms of The Walking Dead is how the parents or the elders, they are extremely encouraging of rightness with the kids without being emotional. This is what's right. This is what's wrong, whether you're emotional about it or not. Because in The Walking Dead, it's so acute, right? It's a matter of life and death. So they're not emotional about it. But I find in our relationships, if someone whines enough, we give in. If someone cries enough, we give in. That rightness is not oriented. Lots to think about, correct? Just two words, reflectiveness and independence. <laughs> Pausing. I've taken more time because I'm allowed to take more time. Yes? Seeking team and parenting team. But now our seeking team will facilitate dynamics for all of us. It is quite lovely to see all of our seeking culture students and parenting culture students together. Team, continue. Want to join Parenting Culture Live? Good news! We have the information on how you can attend in the show notes. For those on the journey of self-development, Chinmay Mission Niagara provides a community forum to listen, reflect, and contemplate. And this podcast is produced by Evolving Adults of Chinmay Mission, an international nonprofit working to transform individuals through the knowledge of Vedanta. For more updates on what's happening in the Chinmay Mission Niagara community, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at CM Niagara. But until next time, inspire, love, be.